Hi everyone, it's Maria and welcome to the Breaking Up With Toxicity podcast. Thank you for being with me today. Each week I will connect with people as they share relatable life experiences. We will talk about and at times challenge reoccurring unhealthy and toxic patterns that keep you from the changes you want to see as you break these unhealthy cycles. So let's get started and see where the show will take us today. Be sure to listen and don't forget to follow so that you never miss an episode. Hi, John. Hi, Maria. How are you? Thank, good. Thank you for joining me today. I'm glad uh, you're able to be here today. Uh, thank you for having me. Okay, John. Hey. Today we're going to talk about what it's like dating in today's world what it's like social media online dating whatever platform so what challenges have you incurred what have you experienced out there yeah um you know ultimately i think the number one thing for me um was i was kind of in that little brink of hey you know you still had to approach girls you still had to you know introduce yourself to them whether it was at high school college bars clubs and whatnot um and then all of a sudden it just kind of flipped and changed and all of a sudden, you know, Tinder, Hinge, Facebook dating, uh, all these other... Oh, wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. Facebook dating? I didn't know there was a Facebook dating. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? I probably get an ad about like once a week about Facebook dating. Um, <laughs> okay. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. But again, you see all these other places, Bumble as well, too. Um, I think Hinge has the market that pretty much says it's the app that is made to delete. Um Notoriously, you know, there's also Instagram, Snapchat as well, too. But, you know, in theory, if you go back 10 years ago, and I was prime time in college, I'd say, uh, the number one way how you met somebody was whether it was at class, uh, the library, believe it or not, um, right. and especially, you know, going out to a bar like so many of, of us have gone and, and done so. What are the pros and cons of this? What have you experienced? So what have I, what I've experienced is again, you, you kind of look at the user's profile, right? So you're looking based off of their visualization to what they want to impose on you. So you don't really know set angles. Maybe some person only has just headshots. You don't know how they look from the head below. Things could get a little bit tricky and then you could get into stalker status over there. And then you're starting to look them up even furthermore. Google is one hell of a thing. Um, again, it's not just, you know, social media, it's people have even, you know, talked to one another on LinkedIn as well, too. Uh, so I've seen, you know, whether it's from cousins, friends, um, <laughs> you've seen the occasional person that has pretty much reached out to them on any social platform. I mean, it is 2020 at this point. Right. On these platforms that you've tried whenever or whatever period in life and you've met these people, what were the... What did you find were the most challenges that you encountered that you weren't expecting? And how did you deal with those? Oh my goodness. All right. So horrible story, but Instagram has got to be one of the biggest catfish places of the world. Okay. Um, I say that because there's plenty of photo editors and whatnot out there. Um, again, you, you know, it's, for your, myself as well too you always want to post the best picture the best angle of yourself right um but again it comes to the point of you meet up with somebody and they look something completely different almost as if it's like that that mtv 
show Catfish that was on, you know, so long mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, when, when the picture and the face doesn't really align, and that's happened before, believe it or not, to myself, to a bunch of my friends, uh, whether it's guys or girls, and it's just kind of like, well, who am I actually sitting across from? Is this the actual person? Is it their friend? Am I getting a prank on? That's happened as well, too. What have you done when it, when that happened? What, what's happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that has happened to me as well, too. Somebody wasn't necessarily what they kind of sent out there. And I, you know, respected it as much as I could. I was like, all right, well, so this is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, no problem. Went about it. Uh, of course, at the end of the night, that was about it. That's as far as that it went. Went on the date, you know, paid for dinner, of course. Uh, that was pretty much it. Got to know them right there. Oh, this is, you know, again, it's, it's social media. You really have to go and, and see them, I guess, that first date, that first try, that introduction. And you have to go from there and ultimately say, hey, do I want to, you know, proceed with this or not? And I think that's where maybe one side can see, hey, look, I uh, really like this person or I really like this person's attributes. Meanwhile, the other person can be like, uh, I'm not really feeling it too much, you know? So that's where I think like the divide can really happen. Well, based on some of your experiences on there, did it deter you not to use these sites? Yeah, I, I stood far, far away from a lot of dating apps. Um, I tried as best as I could to, again, go out there, whether it was, you know, going out to, you know, bars, going out to clubs, uh, meeting mutuals, friends, going out to dinner, uh, social events. Um, I try to, to get away from that because again, like I mentioned, people really want to just invoke this one specific view of themselves via social media. You know, that, that's what makes it challenging. I don't know, the last couple of weeks, I had seen several posts about uh, one was particular about a woman who had gone on a date. She had met somebody on Hinge. Mm -hmm. And I think it was during the date or after the date where the, the gentleman actually told her, you know, he had a, a decent, a good evening over dinner, mm -hmm. but that she didn't meet his qualifications and that she was, it was about her weight. She was overweight. Got well, you. This, this woman then reached out to some sort of relationship coach and had posted uh, in the New York Post, basically slamming this guy for making those comments. Now, one can say, well, maybe he needed to be kinder in his choice of words. However, at the same time, it was almost like he was being penalized because he wasn't allowed to have a preference. And we only know one side of the story, or at least from the article, we don't know what her social media posts look like and it becomes like a double standard because then you have a woman who's out there posting her requirements to meet a man this is another post that i actually read yeah where someone interviewed her and asked her what are one of your requirements for dating someone and she had replied and said well they have to make a minimum of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year now Whoa. right i was like okay Whoa. Whoa. and this <laughs> And I mean, hey, listen, if that's what she wants, that's, that's, you know, her choice, her business. But this double standard here on this end, it's like, that's great. You go, girl. This is what you want. You get what you want. But then mm -hmm. if a man criticizes, you can't do it. So it's like, what does this do to men? Like, what does it, what is it, how does it impact you or has it? Well, I mean, I've, cautious or I've heard that. 
numerous times. I've probably even seen, you know, the, the post out there as well, too, uh, where, you know, a, a man was interviewing, you know, said women and all of a sudden everybody was like, oh, you know, I think maybe, you know, 300K, uh, $250,000. And it's just like, do you think it's easy to come about and get those jobs? I mean, or even getting those qualifications, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, and again, oh, so-and-so didn't, you know, meet my height requirement. That could be another thing as well, too. He was too short. I like a guy that's a little bit more buff, or I like somebody that's a little bit more lean. Uh, I think guys are always kind of more, more or less scrutinized than women, whereas, you know, guys are kind of look at her, you know, a girl and be like, hey, you know, pretty cute. And then you start getting and talking to them and whatnot, whereas a, a girl will already have a checklist in her brain and be like, all right, tall, yes. Short, no you know, fat, yes, right. skinny, yes. And it's and it's this whole checklist because I feel like almost as if there's there's a competition and there, and there could be a competition with, with whether it's in, you know, their their friend group or their family group, whatever it might be. It's like, oh, I, I've snagged the, the guy that's making the most money out of the group or, or of some sort, just for an example. But I, I have definitely seen that as an issue uh, with a lot of, you know, friends and family members. Well, relationships haven't gone further because of the whole financial aspect of things. People don't want to be at that, you know, starter level. I mean, what's starter? Having security is one thing, but based on presentation of what you have to, that's your worth. That's your self value to others, mm -hmm. how you value yourself. But when it comes to recognizing and knowing the impact that it has on people, it's where does someone draw the line? Where do the do double standards start to somewhat be aligned with each other and not have it, well, it's okay for a woman, but it's not okay for a man and vice versa. It goes mm -hmm. both ways. I agree. Um, I like brunettes, right? So I always kind of lean toward that way. Okay. Um, whether it was slim, thick, whatever it might be, whatever, right? It's, it's what your personal preference is. But again, back to that guy with the article, if he specifically was not into somebody of her body type, I mean, I can't really blame him as a guy, right? I mean, you like who you like, and that's kind of what it comes down to a little bit, I think. Right. I did find it very interesting, and I also wondered, I wonder what it would be like if it was reversed. I wonder if it was a guy that happened to, and he went out on social media, or this made... Uh, the New York Post, mm -hmm. what the view of people would be, like what the comments would be. Unfortunately, they'd probably call him a wimp or less of a man or some other not very nice word because a man is supposed to, a man is supposed to be the stronger one and he can't have feelings or emotions. What do you think about that? I, I do kind of tend to agree with that as well, too. Uh, whereas kind of a guy, you kind of have this, this guard up, right? You always got to be a man. You always kind of have to take the higher ground. Um, you know, can't let your guard down. Can't put somebody down, sort of less, especially a woman. Um, I, I mentioned it as well too earlier. I went on a date and it wasn't the greatest day in the world, but I still paid for the full meal. You know, did it go, did it extend why? further why, than why that? Why did you pay? Well, I'm going to challenge you uh, now. Why did you pay for that full meal? I, I paid for it because I felt as if as as a man and again kind of coming up from like a, a, a little older school mentality and whatnot um, I was like hey just do the right thing you know a man always pays the first date especially the first date you know 
Whereas now you hear stories where you're splitting checks or so-and-so's Venmoing you or zelling you on the first date. Times have changed. But again, back then I was, you know, maybe or maybe not even just back then. Maybe that's just the type of person I am to where I, I will go ahead and pick up the tab the first time if I'm meeting somebody brand new. And it's absolutely fine for somebody if they want to do that. See, mm-hmm. so when I, if you're uncomfortable with me challenge, you would just let me know. But I like to ch- challenge people, not because I need to prove a point, it has nothing to do with me proving a point. It's to help somebody recognize and understand why, why am I really doing this? You know what? Maybe I actually didn't want to do it or I don't want to do it. It's, it's being able to see from a different perspective. So mm-hmm. because you're a nice guy, you're going to pick up a tab. So basically, being old school, that's what they did. But in today, mm-hmm. whether today's standards or not, overall, if you don't pick up tab, that means you're not a nice guy. Where's that written? Uh, it, it's it's not written, but I feel like, again, uh, no guy wants to be ridiculed out there like that guy did recently on New York Post on Hinge. I'm going to be the first one to say it. Because like you mentioned earlier, it really does go back to it kind of being one-sided to where we're kind of going and siding a little bit more with the, with the woman opposed to the man. Because there's this social norm out there that, oh, the guy still should, should have treated her better or has, should have said something nicer because it's not his particular preference. Right, because that's what, that's what people hear more often now. Women want equality, understood. Women want respect, mm-hmm. understood. But it doesn't always apply to men. At, at times, that that is a problem because some men are just following this this new norm or norm that I don't think half of the time they're completely certain why they're doing it or even want to do it. It's just expected of them. And I feel and I and I feel like I've I felt that as well too. Whereas. Uh, okay, I guess I will pick up the tabs. I don't know how else to explain it other than it's just kind of been embedded in my head for, for so long. Well, it's a core belief. Core beliefs, that's mm-hmm. what's instilled in you. And those are, I will tell you, those are challenging to undo. Can somebody undo them? Yeah, it takes some time. Do you ever struggle with that? Do, are there times, have you ever felt like, nah, I don't want to do this? Um the degree of going out with another couple or, you know, I'm, I'm with somebody right now, but you know, going out with another couple and all of a sudden it's just like, Oh, well the bills right there, two guys will usually split it. And that's perfectly fine. Um, and it's a vice versa. It's, but it's always the guys kind of doing it, you know, we'll never go out and have our ladies pick up the tab. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but I mean, they're like, they're like, we'll fold your laundry or something. And then at the, at the, at the end of the night, they're like, nah, I'm not folding your laundry. So it's like, all right, well. Just... <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. The stereotypes. How did we get to laundry? I don't know how we got to laundry, but now I'm going to bring that up. That's right. Oh, no. So do you, do you do your own laundry? Yes, yes. I was okay. uh, I was shipped away to college, so I kind of had to figure that out on my own. Did not have mommy made with me. So, uh, yes, I did my own laundry, and I still continue to do so. And I still continue to cook my own food as well. That's good. Good job, mom. That's a good one right there. Yes. You said you have um, a significant other? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. And how did you two meet? We actually met off of Instagram, believe it or not. Um, This is, this is, it's it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. This is somebody (laughs) to which uh, I, you know, thought was absolutely beautiful. 
Um, did not give me the time of day for about two years, believe it or not. Um, so you reached out to her? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, and then it, I believe it or not, I was like, man, this girl's never going to answer me. But I was never persistent to the point where it was like, hey, hey, hey. You know, that, that just is not how like it's going to work. stalking her? Yeah, yeah, that's never going to work. Um, but again, I was always just like, wow, this, this girl has always caught my attention. I always thought that she was beautiful. You know, what I saw from her post as well, too, is like, you know, she had a personality. It wasn't just, you know, oh, a picture, a selfie of myself. Uh, but again, it was, uh, you know, a meme here or there, something that, you know, could make somebody laugh. Because uh, I, I always do enjoy a good laugh. Um, and that's kind of how our conversation started. It, it started based off of uh, a COVID meme, believe it or not. And um, went from there. And we've been dating for over three years now. Oh, yes. So that worked Thank you. out. It did work out. It did work out. Um, but again, she, she's kind of picked on me. She was like, hey, you remember when, you know, you mean I didn't give you the time of day? I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how long do you feel? Well, so how long messaging her before you met? Um, well over a year. I want to say almost to the two-year mark. And I tell her all the time, too, whenever she tells me that, you know, she was blatantly ignoring me. Uh, I was like, I almost unfollowed you. I was like, I didn't get any interaction <laughs> whatsoever. I was just like, I'm shooting, you know, blanks over here. There's no way this is ever <laughs> happening. So I, I ultimately, I don't know what it was, but something just kind of drew me to there. And I was just like, I think I need to just reach out to her at this specific moment right here. So I did one conversation led to another. All of a sudden we're on the phone talking literally up until three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Um, you know, I don't think she had that kind of wow moment just yet. Uh, but then, you know, of course, you know, we get to know somebody a little bit better, um, really started to pick up on each other on our vibes and whatnot. Um, and then ultimately we agreed to, meet up um and again as you could probably imagine you're meeting off the internet so the first experience is actually pretty awkward so <laughs> what was that like so the first experience was pretty much you know we went out to a park and neither of us ate <laughs> neither, we we got starbucks um and put me on to this one specific drink uh at starbucks which uh is i still our favorite drink to this day um, and it's just one of those things where we talk about it now and we were like, oh my God, we were so nervous when we were first starting out. It was like, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't wait to eat. I didn't eat anything all day. I went home and I ate so much. And my mother was like, well, where were you this late? It's, you know, I was like, mom, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But again, it just, it was one of those experiences to where you're just kind of like, oh man, I hope I don't mess anything up. And again, you don't, you don't physically know this person yet. You, 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 you really have to put, you know, imagine yourself, you know, talking to them face to face opposed to, you know, on the phone via text, FaceTime, whatever it is, because right. you can say you can say whatever you want through the phone. But I feel like it doesn't actualize up until you physically meet the person. What was it like? When did you introduce her to your family? I introduced her uh, to my oh, that's great. Putting me on the spot, Maria. Uh, I introduced her to my family about a year and a half of us dating. Um, and I've kind of always been like the slower one um, as far as, you know, figuring out what I want. Um, and I wanted it to be mutual. Um, so up until like, you know, a year and a half, 
you know, kind of testing, you know, the waters with one another. Um, everything was going smooth. We just didn't want that interaction of family really to get involved. Um, but then up until when I introduced her to the family and I was like, you know what, the person that I, I first, because nobody's ever, you know, met my mom. No girl ever met my mom. She's the only person who's ever met my mother. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I, if I introduce her to my mother, then she's going to be, you know, pretty much the one. And, and did you tell everyone how you two met? Uh, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to a degree. What does that mean? A lot of the cousins now, all the cousins and friends know, uh, because again, uh, Instagram really has been kind of a gateway to how you reach out to one another or like, Hey, you, you see somebody at an event, you see somebody over here, you add them on Instagram, you, you say hello to them via Instagram because you didn't have the guts to say hello to them in front of everybody of their family or, or, or the group that they're with. Right. Um, but again, um, yeah, no, pretty much my, my, my core group of family know that we, you know, we met via Instagram and that's kind of how it started. Okay. Here's the big question. How much criticism yes. and doubt did you get negativity because of this? Oh, because I met them via the internet. Right. Well, I would, I think they've kind of, again, accepted um, more or less that I would make that right judgment because I always told them as well too, for as long as I can remember, I, this was more or less a me thing to where, uh, and maybe it does have to go back to my, my background or how I was raised was you don't bring somebody home unless, Hey, look, I'm going to marry this person. Right. Um, and, and I think they trusted my judgment and they were like, how'd you meet? And you know, when you tell them, they're like, you didn't meet him out. And they were like, no. And then my mother was like, no, no, that's the new way how you meet somebody. Don't worry. <laughs> that's what happens. And I'll never forget. It, it used to always be, oh, why don't you talk to so-and-so? They're from a good family. And I would always say, well, what does coming from a good family technically mean? You know, Maria, what does coming from a good family mean when, you know, they probably have some sort of, you know, issues because they're good family. They are set to set standard that, Hey, maybe they don't want to be with said person anymore. Right. So, so coming from a quote unquote, good family, what does that truly mean? You know, from a traditional, you know, household. Well, we don't know. I mean, of course, different generations had very different upbringings and what was important to them and what they felt was important is very different for the younger generations. True. I completely agree with that. I just, uh, I always felt I had to break that norm to where it was kind of like, all right, well, you know what? I think I'm going to go and, and choose who, who I kind of want. And I don't want anybody's, you know, technical opinion or somebody to say, oh, well, I set so-and-so up. Uh, kind of always kind of been a lone wolf in that kind of sense. Do you feel that the both of you are supported or you're less supported because there wasn't involvement from family members? I think we're, we're very supported from both sides of our family. Um, the, the support behind it is, is amazing. Uh, you know, okay. I'm glad to hear that. That's good. What, um, what challenges have either one of you? Either one of us experienced, um, I think the biggest challenge was, uh, eventually telling our parents. I think it was the, oh, are they going to like us because you're from this region, I'm from over here. Uh, how, do, how are they going to perceive me as a person? How are they going to perceive you as a person? 
because especially when you're with somebody for let's say a year and a half over a year and a half you don't you know and and it's just you two together without that family involvement you don't know what the criticism technically is going to be so it kind of it was scary it was scary to be honest with you to see what you know your mother your father will say about them right you just made an interesting point without family criticism that is something that i think many people do think about but they don't think about it at the same time too often because nothing has been really set yet based on tradition of what you've seen and grew, grew up in and what's familiar with you what would you do differently moving forward with this relationship um if i could go back i probably would have been even more open at the beginning not been afraid to to bring you know her around i would have you know told them straight up hey look this is who i'm talking to and this is what you know they are this is what they do um i i technically wouldn't you know beat around the bush or say hey i'm going out and i not, not give two licks or, or two words behind that you know right. they wouldn't they'd ask me where i'd just be like i'm going out and and that's about it you know that's all that i would kind of say uh for the longest time and if, if i could do things differently it would probably just you know incorporate hey, look, hey, this is who I'm talking to. And it probably would have sped up a lot of things else faster as well, too. So I think this is something that we could delve into and understand why did you hide all of this? What, what's uh, all about? That, you know that has to do with upbringing, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, Maria, to be honest with you, I, uh, I, never, I never even saw my uncle date his wife. I never, saw the, I never saw any of them date their wives. You know, I saw two uncles get married. I never seen them with them. I never seen them at any of the a million gazillion baptisms, communion, confirmations, weddings we ever had. It's always been kind of like, oh, I just got engaged or, oh, I'm getting engaged tomorrow to X, Y, and Z. I saw that with cousins as well, too. So it was just kind of like, uh, me, I, I do believe it is an upbringing. Um, and That's part of the reason why people put things on hold or I, it's having yeah. that will to step out of comfort zone and it's absolutely breaking cycles mm -hmm. yeah i uh i definitely was a little scared though i was uh i was worried i was worried to see what everybody would say and i think the number one thing was oh do you like her oh do you like her and then never forget you know my father was like why do i have to like her you have to like her who cares do what you he goes it's your life right i was like right. i was like all right i was like but if I wanted to come back and tell him, be like, hey, you know, you didn't like so-and-so. I, I didn't want to bring that up, you know? Uh, right. Well, but you know, I didn't want to even, bring that into his ear. So I, I, I. You bring some good points up where growing up in your environment, you witnessed, you heard, you experienced something that's so different today, but it's still mm -hmm. embedded in you. Yeah. It's yeah. hard, even though you know that's a way that you wouldn't never want to live or to do to undo it. It it's it's a process. It takes time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we are boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, she's been around more than I can say most of my cousins' wives or some of my uncles' wives or my my aunt's husbands or whatever it might be. Um, I I know I didn't break it in one specific way obviously um but to some degree i feel as if i kind of did in the sense that she is the girlfriend and she is coming out around family members friends 
a little bit more than without having that marriage agreement as well too, to what I've kind of seen growing up. Different times. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Look, listen, I, I hope you have kids that are open and say, hey, look, mom, dad, I, I want to bring so-and-so over the house. They're my boyfriend and my girlfriend. Come right That's, for it. With that said, here's a question for you to think about. And next time we talk, we can have a discussion about it. What cycles do you still need to break that you have recognized? Either you want to or are working through. Okay. All right. I will definitely keep in mind that thought. Thank you for joining us today and being part of the show. In this episode, I spoke with John. We learned about John's views and experiences in the online dating roller coaster, the misrepresentation from people, the double standards that still exist today, and how these challenges led to him recognizing that he's breaking cycles in a traditional family upbringing while trying to respect family values and expectations that align with his values so join us next week as we follow John and shed light on the complexities he faces while he's navigating the clash between traditional values as he seeks a path that aligns with his cultural background and his modern day values. Mm-hmm.